0: listening to sci-fi tv rewatch episode 398 my name's dave and i'm joined as always by my co-host wayne as we continue our discussion of the classic military science fiction series stargate sg1 and and obviously this is the penultimate episode of season one we'll finish it up next week Uh, last week we mentioned we're going to be covering the hbo max sci-fi crime drama be foreigners Did, did you see david hayworth's comment in the facebook section
1: I don't think I have. It's, I've okay. been a couple of days since I've been able to check out Facebook.
0: Okay. And, and you know, he, he brings up, and, and rightly so, that Be Foreigners, and, and he said he binged it before. Oh, I better not accuse him of binging. Fred called me out on. <laughs> just kidding, Fred. Um, <laughs> that he watched Be Foreigners right before we announced we were going to cover it. And, and uh, as he points out, it's a police procedural at least that's what it appears after one episode. As we've said, we've only seen the first episode, but it is sci-fi, and it's not that this genre or sub-genre has never been tried before. But you know, as you and I have talked off-camera, there there really seem to be a lot of possibilities here that they can explore with the sci-fi element. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Which is why we picked it.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to doing that. It's going to be sad to say goodbye to Stargate SG-1. But, I, again, you, you never know. I mean, look, are we ever going to cover all 10 seasons? Of course not. It seems unlikely. But <clears throat> will we ever come back? Eh, who knows? Never Maybe. say never.
1: Never say never. So,
0: One thing we learned doing this thing. Yep. So um, if you want to shoot us an email with suggestions, telling us we're nuts what you think of stargate the foreigners once we uh, get to it the address is sci-fi tv rewatch at gmail.com the website is sci-fi tv rewatch.podbean.com if you want to uh, check it out there yeah one of the things i haven't checked it lately but itunes puts a limit on the number of episodes that it makes available to somebody who subscribes and I think the limit might be 400, and even though we've talked about this before, even though we're at episode 398, we've got other episodes that are unnumbered or numbered in a different way, so I'll have to go back and check. I know Fred pointed that out to me maybe about a year ago, and I was able to tweak it to make all of them available, but if that's not the case and you want to go back to the beginning of the catalog, you can certainly go to the website and and check it out there. All right. Well, I was mentioning to you about what we're watching. Uh, why don't you take us off this week? Okay.
1: Well, uh, before I just there was I, I didn't know when to it, started, but there was just one thing that I thought about with um, you know I'm, I'm going to save it for when we talk about Stargate. It That's to do with last week's title, and I thought I'd maybe jump on it in this section, but. Actually, I'll just bring it up at the very beginning when we start talking about starting. So anyway, um, I watched – I don't know if you heard about Space Sweepers. Have you heard that one?
0: I have not. No, not at all.
1: Yeah. So it's a movie. It's a a Korean movie. And uh, some people call it like the Korean Star Wars. So I don't know. It was very, very good. Um, Basically a kind of a ragtag crew of misfits, of course. Um, who there's space. It's earth is pretty much uninhabitable there. Some super rich guy has created this uh, place up in space where people can live and they've, you know, terraformed it and stuff like that. But, you know, there's still people on earth. Just life is very difficult and, and, and the earth is in super bad shape. And so there's these space sweepers, are so basically junk collectors. They collect debris that's orbiting around the Earth. Um, one to keep it from running into the the big space place that this guy's built, and two for for money. And so there's this one crew, and uh, they I don't like to gets too spoiled, but they, you know they they make a discovery, and of course that's very important, and becomes whether they're going to sell it or. Everything like that, or or, or, or whatever. Um, so I, I, I don't want to go too deep into the plot because you know, I I don't want to spoil any little bit for for anyone. But it was just really really good. Uh, I mean, the the acting was awesome. Uh, the the you know just the 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 photography and everything was spectacular. Great action. The you know, like even you know like I I, I love the space fight scenes in the expanse and um and the ones in in space we was very much like it so anyway it's uh totally worth your time uh a little over 2 hours long so dave, dave i know that that's kind of uh the uh the far end of your your tolerance for uh sitting down at one time but uh i would i would really highly recommend it it was it was great very you know gr- great characters uh great writing People speak in about five or six different languages, and there's a lot of people speaking English in this movie so if you are turned off by foreign movies because you don't like reading subtitles, there's not as much in this there's a lot of people speaking English in this one actually, despite it being a Korean film so all
0: right well speaking of speaking English um, I watched the first ninety minutes of the Apple plus Billy Eilish documentary, the world's a little blurry, and you know I've mentioned her before, and and you know she's clearly a phenomenon. I don't know if your kids oh, yeah. are into her or not, but this documentary, it's really you know a pretty stark look at her and her life. And look, I'm not naive and I'm not stupid. I'm sure she had final say, but it doesn't make her look all that great, which. I think on one level says a lot about her that she's willing to let, you know, herself be Mm -hmm. seen, uh, you know, in this regard. But dude, after like 90 minutes, um, it just, it just started wearing on me. It's longer than 90 minutes. I know. Yeah. It's like two hours and 10 minutes. And, and I think what finally got me was when they're talking about her brother Phineas being a genius. I'm like, Whoa, stop. (laughs) Jimi Hendrix, was a genius. Mozart was a genius. <laughs> Pete Townsend was a genius. The Beatles were... Phineas is not a genius. Okay, clearly... He's a pretty good songwriter, though. He, well, I guess. I mean, look, she speaks to an audience that really... Listening to what she's got to say, and, and, and certainly that's not a small thing, and I recognize that. But anyway, I, I don't want to go on about that. It's a good documentary. I love watching music and musician, and artist documentaries. But while I was on Apple Plus, I also started watching season two of Dickinson, which I've mentioned before, which is uh, starring Haley Steinfeld as the reclusive American poet, who's not so reclusive in this reimagining. But the other thing that I really knocked out this week was season two of A Discovery of Witches. Great show. It's on Shudder and Sundance now, which again is another pay window so fortunately i was able to gain access to that but really good really good matthew good teresa palmer as the two leads and if you like shows about witches uh, it's really a good show and then the other one and this is what i was teasing you about before we came on the air uh, on netflix it's netflix germany it's called tribes of europa oh yeah now have you you watch that how is that well i've seen the first three it's six episodes uh you know it's good i mean it's a post-apocalyptic tale not unlike the hundred i mean you know they don't they're not dropped down from space to see you know whether earth is inhabited inhabited or not i mean earth is habitable but but there's been some sort of an undisclosed event that happened that has you know basically brought down the system as we know it—it's it, a lot of traditional plot devices. The characters are are pretty likable, and um, you know, in in episode two, the, the you know the one young young man. There's like three siblings that it seems to be centering on, and right now they're they're separated, and the and the the one dumbass brother, you <laughs> know, he's he's you know running away, and he's got this item. And who steals it from him, dude? Ulrich. So, nice. You yeah, keep your I'll eyes on that the guy. actor's name. Um,
1: um yeah, yeah, uh, like an Italian name, right? Oscar yeah, Minucci.
0: Yeah, you usually. Remember, oh, right, you were close. I don't know where my dark. Cast what do you mean close? <laughs> but anyway, it's it's pretty good. Is it it's it worth checking. Is, it, out. is, it, is it Oliver?
1: Is that what you mean by close?
0: Oliver. Yes. Oliver, right. Sorry, I Oliver or something. Okay, sure. I was close. But, uh, but it's pretty good. I, I, I'm certainly enjoying that. But anyway, why don't we move cool. on to something that I, I suspect uh, we all found a little less enjoyable than usual. Mm. And that is episode 20 of season one of Stargate SG-1, titled Politics, written by Brad Wright, directed by Martin Wood. It aired February 27th, 1998. Well,
1: actually written by a freaking buttload of people because... yeah all i mean at the beginning i was like why are there so many writers on this show then at the end like oh yeah because they brought back clips from every episode of
0: the season so far yeah and i think most of us hate clips shows and fred was very kind and he, he chose to look at it as a recap which you know on the one hand i guess heading into the season finale A recap of certain events doesn't hurt, but I I don't know. I don't know that any of those events were all that consequential. All right, Dave, let's
1: call it for what it is. They mailed this shit in on this one.
0: Well, I mean, clearly the weakest episode of the season (laughs) by far.
1: By far. All right, but before we get too – I just want to talk about the title before we get too far into it because I just want to – so when I pulled it up on Netflix, I saw the title – of this episode was politics. I'm like, wow, that's a really crappy title. And then I thought about how the title for last week's episode was awesome. uh, There, but for the grace of God. And then that made me pause a second. I'm like, well, you know what? Whenever you say that there, but for the grace of God go, I, that's always kind of this implication that there's this kind of fatalistic aspect in control of our lives. And that if it were, you know, my, life is only different from that person's life because it could have been just some kind of trick of fate or whatever that would, that has led me to prosperity and the other person to ruin or vice versa. And then I thought, well, you know what? That title does not really apply to last week's episode because the, the reason, right, if, if Daniel, our Daniel Jackson is looking at this other world and saying, there but for the grace of God go on, but, but not really because he made the choice to join stargate right and that's the big difference between i mean obviously there's other big differences but what you know one of the main differences is in that world daniel jackson chose not to so it really wasn't fate per se it was actual human volition and will that caused the two different outcomes
0: exactly he had the choice it was given to him in earth 2 and he Exhibited free will and chose not to join the program, like you said. Yep, right. I agree. Yep. So, anyway, that's all, all I right. got to say about that. All right. Now, you know, this one, I, I guess I also try to look at it realistically in that they were certainly trying to reduce costs as they head into the season finale. And with a 22 episode season again in 1998 things were done differently than they are now and and did they burn through all of their production money i don't know but you know it, it certainly forces us to look at other ramifications of the stargate program and you know while the first 15 minutes of this episode are original the rest as you say are are clips derived from other episodes but I, I guess trying to put all that aside, and look, it can't help but lower the grade, and, and you know we'll get to that in a little while. You know, the main thrust of this episode is the lack of foresight of the politicians, but more to the point, the, the, this false sense of superiority that not only do we have as Americans, but that we have as members of Earth. And no matter how many times they try to tell Senator Kinsey, the Goa Old are far more advanced than we are. They will wipe us out in an instant. Well, yeah, but you seem to be able to run away from them at every yeah. turn. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, at some point, you know, like Jack just going to say, all right, listen, we are pretty freaking awesome. Okay. We've gotten out of a lot of scrapes, but. <laughs> that was that's just our that's our own awesomeness that's not like you know and, and, and plus he's kind of missing well and, and i like how kinsey just kind of moves on from this oh the go old aren't really a big threat to the oh well you're going to bring back diseases line of reasoning you know honestly they they, they point out to him they've they've got a huge you know fleet of ships that they have been taking months to prepare and and get together. So it's not just like a couple of their little gunships or a couple of their soldiers were facing off on some planet somewhere. This is the real deal. This is a Spanish armada coming to our shores.
0: Right, and as Jack tries to point out, the reason we were able to survive the first time is they had no idea how advanced we were technologically. They will not make that same mistake again. They will come in with a full complement of whatever weaponry they deem necessary. But I like the fact that they addressed the question that we are left with in the previous episode. And that is of course, whether or not the team is going to believe Daniel when he tells them that he was in, An alternate universe and of course in this cold open the team is totally skeptical again i love jack's reference to the wizard of oz and you were there and you were there Mm -hmm. and you know daniel's just indignation at all of this he doesn't see that maybe it would be a good idea to not mention to the senator about the multiverse theory and that that's where you were.
1: And honestly, in his defense, he doesn't say that. He just says, uh, you know, that basically I gathered some intelligence that they're coming at us with a big fleet. And it's Sam who's like, oh, yeah, he found this in an alternate reality. I'm like,
0: ah. Well, well yeah, you know, <laughs> at, at that point, he clearly took in what Jack had said at the beginning of the episode. It's then Sam, like, forgot. what the reality is and i'm not sure what's going on with with the two of them in that instance but but yeah that that did strike me as a little of a little odd for sure I, i like the fact that they they center in on the defining moment of ra's death in both universes as being you know the catalyst for the revenge, which which is certainly what this is all about on the side of the Ga'uld. Because, you know, do they need more slaves? Do they need another planet? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But, but you know, like you mentioned the ships. I mean, we've talked about this before. Closing down Earth's gate doesn't prevent the yeah, Ga'uld so from it. coming to right. Earth. Right. So we know that. It just prevents us from doing whatever Uh, i also did notice that they didn't mention the gate in antarctica yeah right uh, yeah now i don't know how much general hammond said it costs a billion dollars a year just to turn the lights on here i don't know what it costs to turn the one on in antarctica but uh, then we got that we'll hold that in the back car car battery with you you'll be okay yeah um but you know on the other hand i mean look he certainly comes across as a dick which he is yeah but You do have to understand the fact that as the head of the appropriations committee, I'm seeing this line item just labeled Area 52 for $7.4 billion a year, which in 1998, I mean, I don't know what that would translate now, like $20 billion maybe. There's
1: like just numbers that are so huge as to be unable to, to wrap my mind around like, yeah. how much does $7 billion buy?
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah, you
1: know, uh, I don't know. It
0: sounds like yeah. a lot, but I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, and of course, we're talking about a $1.3 trillion package right now. So, yeah, like you said, it's a big number. It's got a lot of zeros. So You said I package. Understand. I said baggage. Yeah. <laughs> um, you understand wanting to know how this money is being spent right of course as they point out that means reading him into the reality of the stargate program and again we've talked before and there's tons of material out there Oh, the government's hiding alien crash ships and you know they've known about the aliens for how many decades so then we're supposed to believe they've been able to keep that a secret for that long Right. Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, oh, I, I, I would like to think that. but Yeah, and, and that's the
1: thing. When we when Kinsey comes in, you know, we're not, I mean, obviously, we know the trope. Like, we know that this guy's going to come in. He's probably going to be an a-hole. But when he, he first, you know, tells them that the reason he's there is because he doesn't like secrets. He doesn't like when government tries to keep things. So we're like, okay, I can kind of get on board with that concept you know that that makes sense he's he's not comfortable with how secretive they are and and they want to know what's going on so you know he he's got justifiable beef for for being there but you know it becomes clear very quickly after that that he's also got an axe to grind
0: well yeah and and it does come back to that earlier statement that jack asks how does one man get that much power because He incorrectly assumes that the president outranks the senator, and as General Hammond points out, well, that's not exactly the way it works. So you understand where Jack's coming from, but in this case, the senator outranks the president in terms of the purse strings. It's that whole idea, can the public handle the fact that there are aliens out there and they're coming to get us? Well... That might be a secret we want to keep. Yeah. And yeah, well,
1: exactly. And it's just – it's one thing that's kind of unrealistic about Kinsey is that he could be someone who has obviously been in public service for as long as he has and still believe that, you know, that government is slash should be completely open. And and that that's just obviously anyone realistically – you know, that that's not only is that probably an unrealistic expectation, but also on the other hand, probably there's tons of stuff that happened every day that we don't want to know about. You know, it's just like, just trust us. We're taking care of it. You don't want to know what's going on. You'd be scared out of your boots, probably, if you knew what was really going on. So don't worry about it, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, he says it's far too dangerous to be this secretive no it, that, yeah. it, that's why it does need to be this secretive and yeah. i i do get his assessment that the stargate program is building up these threats so that they can secure funding year after year and on the one hand we get where he's coming from that well we we need you know new and improved uh fighter planes and and long-range bombers because the soviet union or china or whoever might do this and well, is it a real threat or is it a perceived threat? Is it you know, part of this military-industrial complex that is just kind of self-perpetuating? So we get where Kinsey's coming from. It's just, as you said, it's just his approach and the way he does it that I think certainly you know, gets our dander up here. I was a little surprised he didn't dig even more deeply into the mission to find Daniel's wife. And Scara, and I, I did. Unless I misheard, she's their brother and sister. Did we know that? Um, no, because that. Wait, yes. I, or did we know that I, from the movie? We knew See, from that, the movie. Yep. Okay, and, and I'm, that's I'm the trying other to thing. Think, is that like,
1: yeah, yeah, because the old dude is 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 their father
0: right so now you know i I did read that 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 uh there there is a a scene that appears in the movies I, i i'm not sure if they used actual footage from the movie but i did like the one thing when uh kinsey's like well they'll regret taking on the u.s military and jackson replies suggesting well maybe we could thwart it by uploading a computer virus into apophis's mothership which is what they do in Independence Day, which is a movie directed by Roland Emmerich and, and written by Dean Devlin and, and of course, you know, the creative minds behind the original movie. So I thought that was a, a nice yeah, touch there that for funny. sure. Um
1: yeah. just really quick, David, because I, I just looked this up. In nineteen ninety eight, the United States federal budget was <clears throat> one point seven two trillion. And okay. actually I kind of remember this that there was an actual surplus that year, well, of uh, so. oh of of sixty nine point three billion. So you know, basically, they could have they basically had ten times what they're spending on Stargate in surplus that year. So, yeah, so you know, really
0: no reason to shut it down. So this must be something exactly. personal with Kinsey, right? Um, and, and, and certainly he mentions. The fact that they're not bringing back enough from their missions to make this project worth what's being spent on it. And we've talked about that before as well. And the one that always comes up in our discussion is the medicines that they've gotten and you know things that they got from the Knox, even though the Knox closed off the gate. Uh, nice knowing you, but see you. You get where he's coming from, but we also know that what kinsey and the other politicians are talking about is weaponry advanced weaponry that we can use well if you're so concerned about that is it for a threat from outside of earth or is this i mean the cold war has been over for you know what 10 12 years at this point so who's our enemy in 1998 but the and, republicans and, and, yeah <laughs> oh, please don't don't get me started ah, just joking um, i'm just joking people I, I, let I it go relax I know. I know. <laughs> um he finally i i guess pushes teal a bit too far well if they're so strong if they're so great why did you leave them what is right cannot be measured by strength and yeah. you know that just goes <laughs> right past the senator it, it just doesn't even register despite how poignant it is
1: yeah it, it, and it really shouldn't because that was probably one of the most kick-ass lines of the entire series yeah. so far um <clears throat> but you could just like you know i said how Kinsey is just jumping from one argument to the next so it's clear that whatever they're going to say is it's just it doesn't it's not even matter to this guy you know yeah. jack at least stays on point like he, he's like all the different things they bring up Yes, we brought back diseases. Yes, it could have been bad. But listen, the gold are really, really bad, and they're going to come get us. So that's why we have this program. And Jack kind of stays on with that. Like, this is the reason why we have it. All these other things you're talking about are, are really immaterial. You know, th- this this exists to protect the Earth from the gold.
0: Yeah, and, and it finally gets to the point where Hammond jumps in and, Says that this is my best. Well, your best is not good enough, Hmm. and he makes it plain at that point he's going to shut down the SGC. And that's when Jackson stands up with his story of the impending attack. And of course, as you mentioned, he leaves out the multiverse angle, but Sam jumps right in, essentially sabotaging the effort by bringing it up. Like, what the hell are you? Yeah, it's an interdimensional transfer to an alternate reality center. Oh yeah, that's going to help. Yeah. Oh, anyway. <laughs> um and and then, you know, finally we get to the end. And and I just love this scene because it really is at the heart of what Teal'c is all about when he asks General Hammond permission to go back through the gate because if Earth is going to stop fighting, I'm not. Right. And then Jack, of course, well, I'm going to go with him. And just to see Hammond I mean he's so deflated at this point and I mean it really is even more heartbreaking as he tells the team it's over and then we get that great final shot as they're looking out over the control room at the gate below yeah I mean there's a lot of things in this episode to like it's just that uh, there's so much not to like i mean yeah if we t- took out all the clips and and okay i guess i mean i mean i understand i'm, I'm yeah, i don't want to be too harsh, you know but. we just we this is the kind of crap a show pulls on its
1: dying embers right you know at the like towards the end of the season just you know it's it's usually the sign of a show that is about to go uh, that is in in steep decline Right. So, despite I agree, like pulling Kinsey in, having this this problem that the the program's going to get shut down, that's great. I don't I don't mind that plot point at all. But just the whole now, let's go through the season and review. I mean, yes, I, okay. It, it does. It is kind of like a review, just for the last episode. But honestly, I and mean, we know what's going. On. We we know that it. It takes very little effort to write an episode like that because all you're doing is showing clips from all your old shows. I'm not saying I shouldn't say very little effort. That, that's I know, um, what but you mean, sure. a lot less effort than if they wrote out a 42 minute show. It just seems like like it just seems very out of place that a show would do that in its first season. Um, and the show that well, of course, I don't know maybe they thought they were going to get canceled they thought they should do a retrospective i don't know
0: but just well you know i see this image of the showtime executives calling brad wright and dean devlin into the office and just telling them listen stargate sg1 is the hole through which the money flows we got to do something about it so you saw what i did there right yep yep i got you (laughs) So I don't know. Let, let, let's just go ahead and, and you know leave it at that. Um, something you want to bring up that we haven't talked about?
1: Well, so in the in one of the clips uh, when they show when when Jack was aging, you know he tells Daniel. Uh, no, he tells Samantha? Sam to. I'm trying to find. It. Oh, he says, "Cut to it, Captain," because he's old now. and He doesn't have time for Sam to like beat about the bush, right? Right. So he tells him to cut to it. So. I've just brought that up because in letter K, they would say pitter-patter. I
0: still <laughs> and, then, have, uh, and, then, and then Jack you're...
1: says he might retire there. And I'm like, hells yeah, you're going to retire there, man. <laughs> like,
0: so, yeah. All right. Anything else? You know, Kinsey uh,
1: says that they, they are – that he, he, he brings in their level of competence um, when he's in his final diatribe. And I'm like, oh, no. You did not – What? Like, oh, man, you can say a lot of things about the SG-1, but not competent? Wow.
0: Yeah, I know.
1: Yeah. I think that's uh, that's pretty much it. You know, I, I was half expecting Hammond to, at the end just be like, all right, do not go through the Stargate. In the meantime, I'm going up to my office for the next
0: half hour. <laughs> right. Yeah. If the Stargate happens to activate on its own, yeah, you never know. I don't know anything you never about.
1: There's all kinds of funny things happen. So. Oh, it was it was rough seeing Kowalski again. Um, yeah, good point. That was that. That it's just a really a, a loss of a great character. That I just can't believe they did. Even if they just brought him on every now and then, it it was he was such a cool character, um, like the, the perfect wingman. You know, it just sucked that they. They killed him off in, in, like, what was the second, third episode, whatever?
0: Yeah. yeah so but we got Lieutenant Colonel, whatever his name is. I forget. Yeah. What, Samuels? Yeah. <laughs> that guy?
1: Oh, man. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, all
0: right. we well, don't we move and hear what Fred's got for us this week? And we'll be right back.
2: Hello, Dave and Wayne, and all listeners to Sci Fi TV Rewatch. This is Fred from the Netherlands with some feedback for Stargate SG 1 Season 1. Episode 20. Coming back to last week's podcast, you were accusing me of binge-watching Sanctuary, and you wondered if that's your bad influence. Well, on the last topic, uh, of course, the answer is yes. And on the other hand, watching five episodes in one week, I don't know if that already fits the definition of binge-watching. This week I watched an episode of Sanctuary and just after that an episode of, or actually this episode, of (laughs) SG-1. And it was a funny switch of dark-haired Amanda Tapping to this blonde Amanda Tapping. It never hit me that hard, but watching two of these episodes just in a row, it did. It let me feel that the dark version even feels a little more unnatural but that's probably because of getting to know her via travelers as a blonde and here in sg1 as a blonde and then suddenly see her dark-haired they should have called this episode summary instead of politics well actually as a summary it was not bad at all I hope the money they didn't put into this episode will come back in the season finale. With that said, I think all the good things about this episode are sad. It's not for nothing that this has one of the lowest ratings on IMDb for this season. As a summary, I will give it a B+, or even an A-, as an episode, I will give it a C, or even a D. Fortunately, they put at the end, to be continued. I really missed that last week and was actually quite annoyed about the ending of episode 19. What are we expecting for next week? Yeah, of course something terrible will happen and that the senator will have to come back to his decision and realize that the team really has a point. You fully can expect that for next week. Okay, I think that will be all for now. I also think the shortest feedback I gave this season, which is a sign on the wall, very curious what Be Foreigners will bring us. Greetings, all the best, Fred from the Netherlands. All right, I guess I have to apologize to Fred for accusing him of binging.
0: I, I guess he's right. Uh, five episodes in a week doesn't qualify as binging. Um, I guess it just seems like that for Fred, you know yeah right and i love you know I, I love how Fred posts what he 's watching when he 's watching it and and he 's got that list that he'll he'll post periodically um, where he breaks down shows to where he's i don 't think he uses the word binging but but that he's you know he'll watch a, several episodes a week, uh one episode a month, one episode every now and then, and and you know different shows where he 's also got where he left off in that particular season which dude i've mentioned this before uh, that's one of the best things about netflix and i know hbo max does the same thing you know how they've got that little red line under the yeah. episode to let you know you watched it mm-hmm. like, cool very helpful yeah hulu does it, um, too. it, it really interesting the way, the way he mentions watching an episode of sanctuary back-to-back with an episode of Stargate SG-1 and the differences between Amanda Tapping with really dark hair and the really blonde hair. Does she have an English accent in Sanctuary? No, I can't remember. I believe she does. I think she does, right? I think she does as well. So there is that. And then, of course, we, as he mentions, we know her from Travelers as well. You know, I mentioned him in terms of grading, and, and, you know, he kind of gave the clips a grade in and of, themselves which was relatively high although he gave the episode a c or a d which is you know more in line with what i'm thinking i i've had c plus in my head you know all week as as i've watched this episode a couple of times and taken notes i don't know i just didn't feel like i needed the summary i mean i get it it tied into what senator kinsey was trying to argue in terms of bringing the Stargate program to a close. But, uh, you know, I think Fred giving it a C or a D is more in line with reality. He mentions the grade on IMDb, and I, I forgot to look. I would imagine it's in the mid to low sixes, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, I, I can't, in good conscience, give this thing anything higher than a C.
0: Yeah, well, I'm going to go C. Plus, um, and and leave it at that and you know i guess it is what it is so we'll we'll see hopefully the finale will kick ass and i'm sure it will right and and,
1: you know and, and i i know i am accusing the production team of of slacking here that might not have been the case it, it, like you had said there's so many budgetary concerns going into the production of a show it it could very well have been that they got to episode uh, I guess 21 for them, and said, you know, we were really, really short on cash. So, you know, we need to figure out a way to make these last two episodes and make the money stretch, and that might be why they did it. But, you know, I think we can agree that whatever reason they chose to do it, it just, it's not an artistically sound reason. Yeah, you know, they might have had practical and budgetary matters that were – Good reasons for doing it this way, but I don't think anyone can watch this and say artistically that this was a great episode, right? So, all
0: right, we'll, we'll go ahead and leave it there. Um, you know, any final thoughts you want to bring up before we head on out here?
1: No, I, I just saw that you know Kinsey's last you know kind of jab was that God's going to protect us, and you know, I, I, I know. <laughs> i don't know like i think if, if you got an imminent alien threat i mean it's nice to have faith in god but it's probably should uh you know maybe prepare for what's coming at you though
0: prepare for the worst you know, for the best all right well let's go ahead and leave it there as we uh anticipate getting to talk about the season one finale next week But that will do it for this episode of Sci-Fi TV Rewatch. Thank you for joining us. Love to hear what you think about Season 1 of SG-1. Any other thing that is on your sci-fi radar, join the Facebook group if you haven't already. Emails go to sci-fi-tv-rewatch at gmail.com. We'll be back next week to talk about the season finale of Stargate SG-1 titled Within the Serpent's Grasp. But until then...
1: Yeah, I just don't know, like, if I... Really agree with one of the comments that was left on Facebook recently, um, and it, it said that you know the way that we go about this whole thing, the way we talk on these shows, you're like reckless children playing with fire. I just, I just don't know if I agree with that, Dave.